When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Drive. Great to have your company. Uh, you can join us any time on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed, experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au or you can jump on the Scarborough Toyota open line. The number to call is 13 12 They buy all makes and models there at Scarborough Toyota. They also service all makes and models as well. Wherever you may be listening, SEN Track 657 here in Perth, uh, SEN Spirit 621 in Bunbury in the southwest, SEN Kalgoorlie 1611 on SEN Peel on DAB Plus or on the SEN WA app. Great to have you on board. Coming up later on, I'll speak to Rodney Ede, of course, uh, the former coach who has coached three AFL clubs, Sydney, Footscray or the Western Bulldogs and also the Suns and probably is exactly knows how David Noble would be feeling at this point in time. We'll talk about the exit of David Noble and what North Melbourne do next and also the other major footy issues during the course of uh, the last few days. So Rodney E is going to join us a bit later on. Always a good listen is Rocket Eid. Also, we'll speak to one of the big signings for the Perth Glory. They started their pre-season the other day. This is their first week of their pre-season, a season ahead that they're looking at redemption after what was a uh, terrible season just gone, finishing bottom of the A-League. Of course, they had their COVID issues and they had injury issues, and it really was a terrible time for the Perth Glory collecting their very first wooden spoon. How are they building? We'll speak to Ryan Williams, who's the third brother of the Williams family to play for the Perth Glory. So Ryan is going to join us. Reese and his twin brother, Aaron, have both played for the Perth Glory in years gone past. And we'll speak to Ryan a bit later on on the program as well. Of course, tonight is State of Origin night. And very shortly, I'll play a bit of uh, State of Origin Queensland captain, a legend, in more ways than one, Cameron Smith. He had a brief chat with Jared Waitley on SEN earlier today, and I'll just feature a bit of that interview as uh, the build-up to State of Origin 3 really ramps up now at Suncorp Stadium there in Brisbane. It's tied at one all, and we're heading towards Game 3. But the other big story is, and uh, on behalf of everybody at SENWA, we pay our condolences to uh, Willie Rioli Jr. and the Rioli family on the passing of Willie Rioli Sr., who passed away in the Northern Territory yesterday. 
at the young age of 50. And, of course, Willie Rioli Jr. has flown up to the Northern Territory and has been given a leave of absence by the West Coast Eagles and won't be playing in the game this weekend against Hawthorne at the MCG. So, again, we pass on our condolences to the Rioli family. The other big news, and you probably heard it in the run home with uh, Hazen Damo, is that uh, Lance Franklin's career at Sydney could basically be over. And with reports, the AFL grade is set to retire or find a third club due to a low ball contract offer. Now, Franklin is coming to the end of his historic nine-year, $10 million deal that saw him make the shock move, as we know, from Hawthorne to the Swans back in 2013. And reports are suggesting the Swans are only prepared to offer the 35-year-old around half of his current yearly wage to play on in 2023. His wage packet around now is about $700,000 to $800,000 a year. And the other story that's brewing is that Carlton today, uh, news suggesting they could receive compensation if Liam Jones joins another AFL club at season's end. Jones, as we know, refused to meet the AFL's vaccine mandate last year and subsequently retired despite still having a year to run on his contract. But the key defender who's been playing in the QAFL this year has previously declared he hasn't given up over playing in the AFL again, with recent suggestions that the league could possibly lift its uh, current vaccine mandate later this year, even though we hear that Melbourne is now uh, going through another COVID scare. Uh, under AFL rules, a contracted player, by the way, that retires can't return to play for another club for 18 months. That would mean Jones couldn't play for one of the 17 other teams until after the 2023 mid-season draft. So we'll have to see what happens. Reportedly, Jones was seen meeting Essendon list manager Adrian Dodoro informally in Queensland last week, which got the speculation going. But there's still the fallout to David Noble's sacking and the demise at North Melbourne, reportedly. It had its origins in concerning feedback provided to senior management by staff and players. As we know, his 38-game tenure, only five wins in that time. Noble became the first chess piece to fall as part of the ongoing review into the struggling club's football operations. And the feedback from staff and players reportedly raised red flags and the club was forced to cut Noble loose. Now, a man that uh, is... Regards one of the legends of the North Melbourne Football Club is David King. He played 241 games for North Melbourne. He's a two-time premiership player for the club. That seems a long time ago when you're considering where North Melbourne is now, back in 1996 and 1999. And he was uh, asked about what the process would be now for North Melbourne in replacing David Noble. If North Melbourne asked you yeah. to participate in this, David, who would be your first three phone calls? Yeah. In order. Yeah. OK, in order. He's very specific on that, Jerry, isn't he? Um, look, I think North Melbourne needs someone like Ross Lyon. I would ring Ross Lyon and I would say, look, 13 years at St Kilda and Frio, and you've had great success. You've been a disciplinarian. You've set standards. You've been you've been the same with player one as player twenty in terms of what's required, preparation, performance, the whole lot. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You've got a great knowledge of, of people around the industry. Would be able to bring a, a pit crew w- you know, with him that, that he'd be able to endorse, whether that be recruiting or assistant coaching, or development. And you give him the job for four to five years and you say, you are the man, what can we do to help you? 
That would be my first call. Now, he may not want to do that. He may not want the job. I don't know whether he's... It may be a very quick phone call, Jared. Yeah, and that's the, the whole process is finding out. So who's your second phone call? Well, I think you've got to ring Alistair Clarkson. There's no doubt about that. He knows the place. He's, he's, he's spent some time there, 17 years at the Hawks, 26 finals, um, tactically outstanding. He's an innovator, all those sorts of things. Um, my only reservation is, is he a believer in the draft? Because I think there's still a lot of drafting to be done to get this list back to where it needs to be. And I don't know if he's still got that, that belief. And if he's not, um, then I think you've got to find out from the AFL what's going on with these priority picks. Because that's got to be part of the, part of the sell. Yep. Um, but you've certainly got to be asking Alistair. There's, there's no doubt about that. But you can't blow the bank on the rest of your football club just to get Alistair. And your third call? Well, that, I, the third call was an interesting one. So if you can't get either of those two gentlemen then I think you're back to the absolute process of it all. And you run a proper process. I felt, so, I felt sorry for Robert Harvey last time this job was up. I don't think he got a fair run, OK? So put that on the table. I think that right now Adam Uze, Ash Hansen, Daniel G and Sirica, those guys are, are top of the tree of the next in, in line. But I wouldn't necessarily be ringing those guys. I'd be saying, you need to, you know, we want you to apply and it is a genuine race against... And you pick... Three, four, five, but whatever you want to interview, you pick those those guys and you tell them that's it. And then you go after the support crew, and this is where it gets really interesting. Choco Williams is a must if you're going to have a young coach. Leon Cameron, a must. I, I would go for these types of guys. James Hurd, hey, come and do your two years back in the system with us before you put your hand up to coach again. And, and get things rolling from a support crew uh, side of things to support that guy who's going to be inexperienced and, and you can't have another failure just because of inexperience. So that's where I would go. You may need help with a soft cap. I think the AFL have got to, got to recognise the kangaroos need help. OK, David King, uh, two-time premiership player with North Melbourne, regarding what he feels should be the process and who maybe the North Melbourne kangaroos should target to succeed David Noble. The other story that's interesting is that the Western Bulldogs coach, Luke Beveridge, has told Bailey Smith to let his football do the talking as the star midfielder seeks to repay his teammates in his return game against St Kilda. Now, Smith has missed the Bulldogs' past four matches through suspension over separate uh, headbutting and illicit drug use incidents. Here's what Bevo had to say after his conversation with Bailey Smith. Oh, I said to him I was probably more concerned about the headbutt than what happened at the end of last year. And, uh, you know, he he's moved on from from all that from from last year so you know he was obviously frustrated with him, himself in regards to that but he you know we all know that you know he's putting all the he's put all the right things in place and and you know we manage and support him with his well-being here um, as well as anyone can and and I, I just think you know he Bailey's a, the type of competitor that turns up early to games and winds himself up and um, and absolutely wants to be the best player out there for his his club and his teammates. And we sort of almost um, flies in the face of you know trying to take the edge off and and creating some calmness you know in your life. He, he's just a fierce competitor. So um, my my conversation with him is more around discipline, making sure that he um, you know he plays his best footy um, within the rules and. Uh, and we, we don't lose him again in, uh, 
how we have after the Geelong game. It's a big one, isn't it? The Dogs have fallen out of the top eight in that time with losses in their last two outings against Brisbane and Sydney and really Friday night's clash with the Saints at Marvel Stadium. It's not far off being a, a virtual elimination final with both sides desperate to keep their realistic top eight hopes alive. Should be a great game of footy. The other issue has been regarding players ducking and getting the high contact and also possibly a free kick. There's been many that have been very worried about the concussion mandate and maybe one day with a player ducking like Jack Ginevan and as Luke Shuey has done during his career and others, of incurring serious injury. It's a concern and it certainly caused a bit of division. Now, Ray Chamberlain has had his thoughts on it. Of course, he experienced AFL umpire regarding high contact. This is what he had to say. So, for instance, ducking, right, that's quite obvious. Yeah, so player head up, not head down over the ball, gaining possession. Player comes up, player drops their head down. That's, a re- that's one that we're, we, can, we can manage that. So, at the moment, if you duck, that's deemed to be a prior opportunity. So, we don't penalise you for ducking, but you've lost your rights. Yeah? So, I find that one we can do. Um the one where they hook the arm, shrug and lift, there's this obvious physical tell where you've got the arm goes up above your head, basically. And I think of, and I don't mean to pin individuals, and I know these guys, I don't think they'll take offence, but you, you think of Shuey a few years ago and that type of, the, it, it, you can pick those ones up. The lowering, so where you go through the, the trap door, that is much harder. That is incredibly difficult. Not when you're on the couch and you've got six camera angles and you can review it. We can all pick them out then. But one go, mate, you think holding the ball and tackling is hard to read now? Yeah. Nah. I I, I personally think they would be incredibly challenging to find consistency and accuracy across the board. There you go. That's uh, Ray Chamberlain, experienced AFL umpire regarding that. Interesting, Isaac Heaney from the Sydney Swans. Of course, Sydney play Fremantle here on the weekend. Gave his thoughts on uh, that program last night about drawing high free kicks. I'm not a massive fan of it, but I guess it's um, I guess pushing the, the the rules a little bit. And um, if it's if it's within the rules, it's it's within the rules. And I think there's there's two ways you can look at it. It's um, it's obviously uh, not a, not ideal for the head. Um, obviously, it could open up other opportunities for you to get head knocks and, and whatnot. And we're we're trying to protect the head these days. And uh, the other way, you're drawing free kicks and potentially kicking goals. And and I mean, if I get a free kick, kick a goal, I'm going to take it any day of the week. But um, it's becoming more and more prevalent and I'm not a massive fan of it, but um, I believe it's like AFL is one of the hardest games to umpire. So um, it's a tough job for the, for the umpires and, and they're doing a great great job at the moment. And there's always going to be those, those questions thrown around. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough subject. So there you go. That's Isaac Heaney. By the way, uh, just some other sporting news. Australia's home ODI series against South Africa has been cancelled, opening the door for more international stars to feature in the Big Bash League. Now, the Proteas have pulled out of the three ODIs in January, scheduled for Hobart, Sydney, and here at Perth's Optus Stadium due to the new 2020 league in SA. So the changes are, uh, is that the matches involving 
the South Africans. We've lost one, but we've picked up on October the 9th. The Australians men team will take on England here at Optus Stadium on October the 9th. And what about last night? Uh, England being humiliated by India during the opening one-day international at the Oval. Uh, Jasper Brumera took six for 19. England were demolished for 110 in just 25.2 overs and led by Indian captain Rohit Sharma, who hit an unbeaten 76. They won by 10 wickets. And just before we take a break, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy have endorsed the R&A, that is the Royal and Ancient uh, Scotland decision at St Andrews, to snub Greg Norman from the 150th celebrations at the Open, saying the Australians' breakaway Saudi-backed LIV tour is not good for golf. Greg has has done some things that I I don't think that's in the best interest you know of our game, and we're coming back to probably the most historic and traditional place um, in in our sport, and uh, I, I believe it was the right thing. I know that the, what PGA Tour stands for and what we have done, and what the tour has given us the ability to uh, chase after our careers and to earn what we get. Um, and the trophies that we have been able to play for and the history that have has been a part of this game. Uh, I know Greg tried to do this, you know, back in the early 90s. Um, it didn't work then, and um, he's trying to make it work now. And I still don't see how that's in the best interest of the game. And uh, that's uh, Tiger Woods. We'll take a break, come back more in a moment here on Drive with Peter Vlahos.